Welcome to Behind the Flag podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, Get It Right Enterprises. Get It Right offers great training software to learn football rules. They can be located at www.getitrighttraining.com. Bob Arnone is the owner and founder of Get It Right and has truly provided some great football training to the New Mexico Officials Association. My name is Dennis Barella. I'm a Albuquerque High School football official working line of scrimmage, and I also just finished my first year of Division II last year at the line of scrimmage. Co-host Ken Adent. He is a back judge out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and also has just completed his first year of Division II college football officiating. We want to thank your support, and we truly hope you enjoy our webinars that can be located at AFOA underscore ref dot com on YouTube and our podcast at Behind the Flag. All right, here we go. Ken, it's all yours. Thank you. I appreciate everybody for joining in for another Get It Right uh, seminar. We got uh, Bob Arnone in. Um, We all know how good his software is. And uh, Bob, what's remind me again of the website? I got it wrong last time. That's getitrighttraining.com. Yeah, and also, guys, there's a sample on there if you want to go in and check out the software for free. You don't have to make a purchase on it. You can you can look at it, uh, sample it. I'm telling you, your associations will love it. Um, utilize it. I'm telling you, it's the best training tool out there. And uh, without further ado, uh, Bob Arnone, get it right. Okay, let's see if we pull this up. Okay, is my blue screen up? You're good to go. All right, good to go. Okay, we're going to talk about blocking the back tonight. Uh, so we'll start with the definition, just like anything else that we need to work on. We need to understand uh, how it's written, what we're looking for. Uh, and what I want to key on here, because I'll talk about it here in a little bit, is that initial contact uh, that's in the back, inside the shoulders, above the waist, and below the helmet uh, against somebody that's not a runner. And what we're going to see here is this guy coming around. He's making that initial contact right there, pushing him in the back. And on playthrough, he's coming out and doing that. Okay, we'll just get through uh, a couple more scenarios here. And one of the things that uh, we'll tend to want to look for is uh, you probably heard people talking about the chase mode. And we'll watch a situation here. All of a sudden, on a punt play, now all the traffic is reversed and going the opposite direction. And then you can watch this guy here do that block in the back. As you're watching this, you're probably going to see something else, but let's focus on that block in the back. There he is, and there he goes. Of course, the other thing we need to watch out for. Uh, during the punt play, this guy's kind of in a chase mode here as well. And then you see what he does. You know, a little bit of targeting there. Got just 
on everything you want, but the launch and contact with the helmet and everything there. But uh, again, something to watch for. I know if somebody's out in the wind right now, kind of tough. The, uh, yeah, watch for that chase mode when you can see something like that. That's an opportunity for that uh, block in the back to occur. Uh, coaches seem to be doing a pretty good job telling their players that, yeah, if you can see his numbers on his back, leave him alone. There he goes right there. And getting back to this whole notion about initial contact, we have a kickoff scenario happening here. I'll just go straight on the playthrough. You got your initial contact, and then he drives him to the ground. We'll back that up, we'll step through it. That initial contact, everything is legal. The blue player maintains contact, rounds up uh, working his way around towards the back side of that white number three, and then he shoves him to the ground. So this is one of those situations that uh, if you're looking someplace else, then you catch the back end of this, uh, you need to make a decision as to whether you're going to flag that or not. Because the main concern is you've got to see the entire contact. You need to see the entire play on that. Um, so even though it ended up uh, with that block in the back, uh, that's still a legal, uh, legal play there because that initial contact was in the front. Let me show one that is also kind of similar, looking at the blind side block rule. This whole notion about open hands, again, we want to watch to make sure that uh, he's not initiating contact into the back there. So he's pushing him right there on the shoulder. Uh, you can also tell sometimes by the way they fall. Uh, but, but again, it's important to see that initial contact to determine whether that's a block in the back or not. Bob, could you please show rule 252 block in the back? There we are. We're about to see that initial contact right there. He's got his hand going into his back and shoving him down. You good there, Ken? Or do I need to go more? Um, no, that's I understand. I get it. I just wanted to read out loud the, the actual rule of block in the backs. So oh, okay. Okay, there we are. Uh, the initial contact in the back, inside the shoulders, above the waist, and below the helmet of the, an opponent who is not a runner 
nor pretending to be a runner. And what I'll get into here in a little bit, if there's any doubt, you know, if that uh, if those hands are a little bit lower, uh, or if he's going in with his shoulder going into the into the back, if you're not sure if it's uh, blocking the back or clipping, we're going to call that clipping. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. And with that, let's take a quick look at clipping here. And again, we're going to present a situation here that uh, where we're looking for that chase scenario. Defender throws him down, and then the guy gets up, chases him, and then gets him in the back. Do a play through. I don't know where your four-man crew, uh, who you have further downfield with the referee, uh, this may be a view that you would have. Again, watch for that chase mode. That guy got burned, gets up quickly enough to go after him. He's going to be right behind him. He's going to be hitting him somewhere in the back. And then it's just a function of, do I think he was above the waist or below the waist? In this case, he was definitely below the waist. I got to call that clipping right there. Let's talk about that free blocking zone, though. So four yards on either side of the ball, three yards behind each line of scrimmage. And what's key on this one is any player that has any part of his body in the zone at the snap is considered inside the free blocking zone. That's, those are the lines there. So as we talk about blocking the back, the blocking the back is legal by any of these offensive linemen, now they gotta be on the line, against any defensive player who's in the zone. So we got this guy right here that uh, we, we kind of showed earlier that's going to get blocked in the back by the tight end here. But because the tight end is indeed on the line, definitely a lineman right there, uh, breaking the plane of the snapper. Uh, and this guy here is inside that free blocking zone. Again, any part of his body in the free blocking zone, he's in there at the time of the snap. So here comes that white 85, going after blue 58, shoves him down, and the run goes through. On uh, five-man mechanics, sometimes this tight end might be uh, the key. Uh, so that's something that a back judge could potentially pick up. Uh, what you have to reconcile in your mind is where was this guy? Was he in the free blocking zone or not? Um, 
So if you're a back judge, it might be kind of tough to figure out whereabouts you might be. Uh, this is in the category of a, a safety issue. Uh, if you don't think that that guy was in the free blocking zone for the purpose of safety, call it a block in the back. That's all I've got for block in the back tonight. Is there anything else yeah. you want to cover? Is there anything in the chat box? Did you rerun the last play? Now uh, the free blocking zone? Yeah. Are you saying that that's a legal block? Yes. That so you consider that at the snap? If they are in the free blocking zone at the time of the snap, then they're considered in that free blocking zone. Yeah, but I mean, how long does that last? Well, until the ball leaves the the free blocking zone. So where is the ball? I guess I, I, I guess it it just appears to me that this is a long time to develop this this block. Oh, yeah. So so the the ball's being handed off right here. It's still inside the free blocking zone. Uh, so the free blocking okay. zone is still in effect. Okay. All right. So yeah, there there's a lot going on there to uh, to figure out. Is uh, number one was number fifty eight in the free blocking zone uh, uh since he wasn't on the line to make it obvious that he was in the free blocking zone uh was number 85 in the free blocking zone you know if he was spread out from that uh from that tackle uh then he would not be eligible to, to do that not sure what just happened good question though Yeah, so this is kind of your view here. So, you know, you're looking at blue 58. You know, from this angle, it, it, you could pretty, make a pretty good argument that says, you know, I'm not quite sure if he's in there or not, uh, but he is. And, and the same thing with that tight end over here. You know, is he in the free blocking zone at the time of the snap? Uh, they, they are. Uh, so that makes that contact legal. Uh, because, again, the other piece uh, that you were talking about is whether or not the ball was still in the free blocking zone so it didn't disintegrate. And, uh, you know, that kind of takes us back to this view here. Ball still in the free blocking zone. They were both in the free blocking zone at the time of the snap. So that makes that uh, illegal block in the back right there. If this was a sh um, a shotgun formation, then you would consider the ball to have left the zone, right? Yep. So that's uh, uh, we've got a punt formation right here. So there's our free blocking zone, and uh, you know we'll talk about block below the waist right here. Uh, one of the things that uh, that we watch for is if they if their initial move is going low 
we let that uh, occur because that, that ball is going to leave that free blocking zone pretty quickly. So if their initial move is going down low right there, we'll we'll make that a we'll rule that a legal block below the waist. But if there's a hesitation like we have right here, then that would be illegal. So here you have two very similar moves. One immediately at the, at the snap, he went low. You know, maybe that was an early snap or something like that. This other guy was delayed. Uh, sometimes you see this other guy here raise up and then go down. Uh, we'll flag that one. Uh, what we want to see is that immediate move at the snap to go low. But you're absolutely right. In a shotgun formation or a scrimmage kick formation, that ball is going to leave that uh, free blocking zone pretty quick. At that point, all bets are off. Hey, Bob, let's go back to the free uh, blocking zone on the play before with the block in the back. And if we could have one of the regional assigners, either Mike or Leonard, discuss our philosophy on this because it's going to going to be kind of really difficult to tell whether that um, blue 58 was inside or outside that fleet block blocking zone. And when that foul occurs or non-foul occurs with the, the block in the back. And what, what they feel, what they want called, if this does show up on video um, through a coach. Leonard? Sorry, I was on mute. Oh. Uh, can you go ahead and play it again? Okay. I'll go ahead and put it on play food. So the umpire is going to really see this, push the block in the back. Um, you know, technically, he's, it looks like he's inside the free blocking zone. But if if a film comes in that we didn't call that consistently, not calling that during the game, because technically he is in the free blocking zone. You know, what's the philosophy? Because um, I don't think I've heard the the NMOA's philosophy on this um, this call here. So with that one, I would just, you know, if it's big and obvious, then, you know, of course, we're good, we got to call it. But, you know, that's kind of splitting hairs. It depends on what film you have to see if he's inside or out. Right. I mean, from the press box view, you know, we could argue that he's in. And, but if we keep calling that and calling back touchdowns for illegal play, and, you know, technically the film showing that it is, it is a legal block and we're taking away touchdowns on big runs, um, 
you know, that's kind of be, going to be hard to defend, especially when it's showing on film that that play is legal. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I said last week, you know, we don't get the best film, so we're going to be splitting hairs, and it's it's one of those 50-50, either it is or it's not. Right, so would you support the flag on this if you if you saw this and you're like, oh, that's illegal. You know, we keep we keep uh, calling that that um, that block, and you know you have to tell the coach something that sends in this film. You know, yeah. If, if you can, if you're gonna throw that, then yeah, you got to be able to articulate why he threw it. Yeah, just based on where where he's lined up. Um, yeah, you know, he never left the free blocking zone, so he's. Yeah, if you can articulate that to the coach and to me when you get filmed, then yeah, I'll you know I'll have no problems supporting that. Leonard, it's a stand alone. I almost wonder if the most important thing here is that free blocking zone, and what our um, policy uh, policy speaking work here dictates on the free blocking zone. You know, in Santa Fe, pretty much if the quarterback takes a couple steps back. We're going to sit considering that ball outside the free blocking zone because he's going to eat up those two yards real quick. Um, and so the free blocking zone will disintegrate at that point, and that block in the back is now illegal because um, the ball has left the zone. And so we do the same thing with uh, blocking below the waist. You know, if that quarterback's going to take a three step drop, you know, we're going to consider that ball out. We're pretty much saying anything below the waist has to be right at the block or at the, at the snap. Um, and of course, in shotgun formation, that ball leaves right away. So, um, unless it's at the snap, there's no blocking below the waist. And I think if we keep that um, thought of what the free blocking zone is and when it disintegrates, that should apply to this blocking back. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you have a tailback, it's like eight yards deep. As soon as he turned around to hand off, you know that that free blocking zone disappears so mm -hmm. you know if he's standing and you don't see that many offenses run it but you know if you get that quick dive where quarterback just gets it turn around hands it to the right or left and then right running then yeah that's like a wing t formation or something yeah i mean that's obvious but you know if they're dancing around that three yard line handing the ball off or whatever um you know that that one's like i said it's splitting hairs and you know, we're never going to get it right, especially with the film and stuff we get. So, great, thank you. So, I think yeah, there's, that, there's a question. I was not going to say that any of this was going to be easy. I'm just animating what the rule book says. Right. So, uh, yeah, you may not even see some of these formations, like you were saying there. Uh, or some of those plays, but uh, yeah, that's you know, the whole thing is trying to figure out. Okay, this is what the rule is. Uh, we can at least see it right now and figure out what we're going to do with it. You know, establish the philosophy and be as consistent as you can, and uh, the coaches then ex will know what to expect. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, Robert, did that answer your question about, uh, I guess, block below the waist? 
On what? Sorry, I didn't actually hear the answer on that one. So I think I think Robert had a question. Did you want to ask a question if it was if it wasn't answered? Um, how does clipping work for the defense if they're going for the offense line's legs? Is that still legal? So you're talking about at the snap? Right, well, it, snap. Yeah, so clipping clipping is clipping is not legal yeah, anymore. Yeah, in the free blocking zone. Right. And so block below the waist, you can block below the waist at the snap as long as the ball hasn't left the free blocking zone, but clipping is illegal anywhere on the field. Correct. I just wanted to make sure I got the terminology right and, and understood what the question was. Yes, that was actually the question I was having. Thank you. Okay. I mean, there was a point in time where that was legal. Uh, so maybe about six, seven years ago, they, they dropped that and just made it illegal everywhere. And for the block below the waist, you know, it's lineman against lineman. So if the defensive guys are going low too, the submarine, some of these offensive guys, that's legal. Again, they have to be on the line of scrimmage uh, at the time of the snap and inside that free blocking zone. Right. And just to make a point, you know, if you want to show a real clip, a clip, a clip real quick uh, with the chop block. I don't know. If, have we covered that yet in the free blocking zone to make sure that uh, we understand the difference between a low block and a chop block? If there's any questions on that. Okay, here's our chop block. We have an initial contact by white 61. It's a high legal block. But then 76 is going low down below the knee. And those two things can happen in either order. You know, if 76 went low, that could have been a legal block below the waist, assuming that ball and everything is inside that free blocking zone. Uh, and then if 61 hit him after 76 hit him low, you know, that's still a chop block. We're going to play through. Swing over here. Well, certainly a good way to screw up somebody's leg right there. Great. Thank thank you for that uh that clip. Just so we could all visualize what we're what we're talking about, and um, when it's legal and not legal. Yeah. Does any so the low part on it, that low part on there would have been legal since it was in the free blocking zone. Ball was still in the free blocking zone, but the fact that uh, that player was also hit high, uh, in free blocking zone or not, the chop block's going to be illegal. Great, thank you. Does anybody else have any questions? We have a couple minutes. Um, but if not, I think that covers tonight's um, free blocking zone, block 
uh, blocking the back. And next week is pylon plays, I believe. Yes, that's correct. We're going to go a little bit more in depth into pylon plays. Um, that's a pretty good presentation. So next Tuesday, 5 p.m. This software is fantastic for pylon plays. Appreciate it. Does that, yeah, that'll be fun. Does anybody else have any questions, any comments, concerns? Um, we sent out that video from last week on the Lasunas fake punt formation. Um, if anybody has questions on that, just send us an email, respond, and we'll try to answer that explanation that was given and that film that was sent out. Thanks for Bob Arnone with Get It Right for putting on another uh, seminar for us. Thank you, Bob. You bet. Uh, Dennis, you got anything else? I oh, appreciate this. These are uh, really quick, 30 minutes. Uh, we're right at 30 minutes. So like always, Bob, we appreciate your 30 minutes you spend with the NMOA, and um, we'll see you next Tuesday. My pleasure. Happy anniversary. Thank you.